The Dark Side of Eve Chapter 4 Divided by the Law Previously on The Dark Side of Eve Eve and Eric start a relationship. The boy trusts her more and more, and it feels like he is her son. Then the worst case happened. Thomas leaves her. After a bad discussion, he tells her he can't go on like this and that he would leave the planet tomorrow. Eve is shocked, but even if she barely can stand the situation, her fate creates more bad situations for her. The next morning she finds out where the hospital for men is. She hears crying and begging and finds herself in a daydream about her own life. Once, being in a mesh in a war. There she worked as a surgeon and the noises from today mix up with her remembrance in front of her inner eye. Should she go down to this ward and help? Is she allowed to do so? Episode 15 Eric hugged her and she kissed his forehead. Then he lay down to sleep. Their relationship grew and they had a good life. Then it all became worse. One evening, when Eve was sitting with Eric on the sofa, Thomas came home. He started shouting directly. He blamed her for being too nice to the boy. What do you want? We all grew up like this. You make him soft and then the problems grow. Next time the situation will be worse for him. He turned around and left the apartment. Eve stood speechless in the kitchen. What if he was right? What if Eric turned soft because of her and could not live in his own society anymore? Eve felt cold. Aurea was busy with her homework and Eric went to bed after this disaster. She decided to take a warm bath in the bathtub. Thomas returned home late that night, but Eve didn't talk to him. She was angry. She also felt very sad, but she tried so many times to talk to him and had no effort. Why should she argue tonight? She wanted to fight for her love, fight for him, her relationship and her family, but still, she wasn't able to make him talk. She found no way to his soul and it seemed he didn't trust her anymore. Did he hide something? But what? Perhaps because he had to do the job of John until he was back? Too much contact with Farah? Eve thought about all this but had no idea. No answer or solution would really fit. Unluckily, Thomas was drunk almost all the time now. Eve tried to prevent the children from him, but it wasn't always possible. On another evening, it was already very late, he came home angry and drunk as usual, and everything in Eve's life changed that second. I have to talk to you, he cried out loud. Sure, but not in this tone, Eve answered and sent the kids to their rooms. The bastard should not know how bad life is. Eve did not answer. Tell him he will be the same. You said you want to talk to me. Thomas did not answer. It looked like his thoughts were too slow because of the alcohol. I will go. Leave the planet. Disappear. Call it like you want. What did you say? You are going? Yes. I am sick from this, this middle-class life. Everything looks so nice, so regular. I hate it. Eve was wordless. If you like, you follow me. The universe is large. You will enjoy it. What about the children? Maria joins us. You understood, I am sure. But again, what about the children? John will be here in a few days. Eve was shocked. He cared about the bastard like he always did, but he will not be happy if he realizes what you did. You softened him. John is coming home? Why didn't you tell Eric? What do you mean when you say he is too soft? 
He is good at school, never was better. He is self-reliant and... Thomas interrupted her with an angry voice. That's the point, the problem. He has to be devoted, figure that out. Otherwise he gets problems. felt like she suffered a snub. She always thought Thomas was on her side, had the same ideas. What went wrong? What did she miss? You can think about this till tomorrow. Tomorrow you leave? She answered quietly. She sat down. She was hurt deeply by his words. Her future, Aurea's future, all her plans, her whole life. Everything she found new or gave up on earth made their way from her soul to her awareness. She felt like she was falling. I came here for you, she stammered. I love you. I wish to live with you for the rest of my life. I wish that too, he said, and it seemed he was more down to earth than the minutes before. Faravel sent me to prison. I disobeyed some orders and now she is out on revenge. I have the choice between prison and escape. What would you do? We have rules. Not for men, I told you dozens of times. Not for men, not for me. Stop dreaming, Eve. The reality is different. This is my home now. Stay here, and if you can't go on without me, Farah will bring you back to earth. I don't want to leave. Eve felt like she was in a dream. If you stay, we'll meet again, I'm sure, he said and went through the front door. Eve sat on the sofa, crying. Thomas left Ceylon that night. Eve slept on the sofa till the morning came. She got up, did the things she had to do, brought the kids to school and went to her ward. She felt like she was dead. She thought about asking a colleague to take over her duty. As she went through the stairways that led to her work, she heard an incredible noise. From the level under the stairs she had crying and suffering. Eve stopped just a moment. A nurse came along. What is down there? she asked the nurse. The hospital for men. What happened? A tunnel in the mines broke down. A lot of them are hurt. They don't have enough doctors for all the injured, she said and shrugged her shoulders. Why is no help coming? We don't help them, the nurse said and looked inquiringly. They would not do a single thing for us if we don't force them. So we do the same. But the nurse knit her brows and went up the stairs to the entrance of the ward. Eve stood there alone. She looked up. She looked down. Then she made a decision. She walked down the stairs, slowly listening to the crying. Her soul was deeply touched by the suffering that happened down there. Images from her own escape, from the war and the times on earth flew through her brain. She reached the door of the foreign ward. She opened it and looked in a less lighted corridor. Injured men were everywhere, some in beds, some on barrows, some just on the floor. Slowly she walked through the hallway. The further she came, the quieter it got. Whispering started, but she did not realize. Her ears waited for bomb, blast and sirens. For a moment it was difficult for her to concentrate on the ground, on the reality. The memory was too clear, but she walked on, slowly. Suddenly a man in the dress of the surgery 
crossed her way. Where is the leading surgeon? she asked spontaneously. Dr. McKenzie, he is in the operation theater, the man answered and pointed to the next door.